Ladies and gentlemen, leaders and fighters for freedom and liberty and the American dream, the best is yet to come. Okay, welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? Uh, I watched a movie last night, a um, little Netflix film, the only place I, that you can watch movies nowadays, uh, at least in a major metropolitan city. Met- metropol- metropolitan? Me- That's metropol- not a word. Me- Metro- metropolitan. Metropolitan. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Sorry, uh, the debate was last night. I got a little drunk, and I can't form words now, apparently. <laughs> and, who can, and who can blame you, honestly? So, yeah, so streaming services is like where you can see premiere films now. And last night I watched uh, the Netflix movie The Devil All the Time, starring Tom Holland and a couple other... Uh, what's what's the guy? The guy from the, the Twilight movies, Patterson. Oh, Pattinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah Robert Yeah, Pattinson. yeah, he's in it. Plays a fucking asshole preacher. Um, great movie. Like, better than your typical Netflix, um, you know, paint-by-numbers type vehicle. Um, and I, I fell into the, the one of the... <laughs> Like trap, like so. All right, I, one of the characters in the movie. This takes place in like the nineteen fifties and sixties. Is a fucking cop, um, and it's it's like Southern Ohio, West Virginia, rural area. So it's basically the South, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm watching it, and this this cop. I'm like, holy shit! It's Rob Stark. It's fucking oh, Rob shit. Stark. It's it's <laughs> fucking Richard Madden, mm-hmm. and he's he's like a little bit overweight, so he's kind of like filled in a little bit over the over the years. And then, uh, so I, I'm like watching the whole time, like, wow, he's, you know, he's got this Southern accent, you know, n- none of the British stuff, you know, he's just, and everything. And then I, I like looked up the movie today and, um, turns out it wasn't him. <laughs> I was going to say, like, <laughs> it was not Richard Madden, AKA Rob Stark. It was Sebastian Stan, oh, AKA shit. the Winter Soldier. <laughs> and I'm like, huh. Those two motherfuckers look exactly alike. Yeah, it's creepy. Yeah, and you pull up a fucking, like, t- Google both their names, and then, like, look how much they fucking look alike. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, white he people also, all be looking the same. They do. And Sebastian <laughs> Stan also looks, like, identical to young Mark Hamill in, like, Star Wars. Like, if you look at a side-by-side of their faces, it's fucking yeah. freaky, like, how much... It's they, crazy. L- if they had gotten him, like, ten years ago, he definitely could have done, like, a... Uh, you know, like a Star Wars sequel or some shit as like, you know, slightly older Luke Skywalker. He's probably too late now. But um Well anyway, the the movie's yeah, fucking the movie. great. They're like everybody in it is really good and is playing a character that's way outside like what you would expect him to play. Um and you know, Tom Tom Holland, you're just like, please don't be evil because I can I have to still see you as, as like the friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Like you've got to <laughs> you you can't do like too much with him outside the norm. Um, so, but everyone else in the movie is just like pure evil. 
right? Yeah. Um, and it's based on a novel, and the guy that wrote the novel, I don't remember his name right now, but he narrates the film, and it's some of the best narration, the way it like cuts hmm. in and out of the dialogue. Uh, it like it it's like you know how the Coen Brothers if they have a narr- narrator they'll get like the best fucking narrator you know yeah. uh, ever to do it right this is this is on that level um, but it, the narration is used a lot more in this film than you would expect a, a narr- narrator to be used and really uh, great job good good movie so if you if you like Tom Holland if you're a fan of uh, White people. <laughs> if, you, if you're a fan of, of movies that show uh, just how psychopathic religion can be, um, especially that old timey religion. Um, yeah. uh, but also, warning: if you are afraid of spiders, don't watch this movie. Ooh, really? Like yeah. real life spiders? Yeah. There's this scene that, like, like I don't even really get bothered by spiders, but there's there's one scene where uh, I had I like almost had to leave the fucking room. Wow. So just just warning, <laughs> if you got a spider. So a is it like spider. a thriller or horror or like um, drama? Like it's like a. What if Oh Brother Where Art Thou, uh, and was was mixed with like Bonnie and Clyde? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, um, no, I'll check it out. Um, and obviously that was your palate cleanser after. <laughs> the thing that we all watched last night, which was, oh my God. I mean, just, just, you know, needless to say the worst thing I think any of us has experienced in the last couple of months, which is probably saying something. Um, we of course watched the first presidential debate between Joe Biden and Donald Trump last night. Uh, and that's going to be, you know, the topic for the entire podcast today, because holy shit, that was, um, you know, <laughs> our, like it's very much the our expectations were low, but holy shit, you know, situation with the, with this debate. Like I, I knew it was going to be awful and fucking substanceless and uh, train wreck and hilarious, which it was. You know, they, it did deliver on that. I, I, I did laugh like, you know, uncontrollably multiple times. Uh, but it, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't even know where to start with this. I mean, we, you know. We we want to start talking about the topics. We could talk about the fucking form. The format was, I mean, who who had the fucking lack of foresight to say, yeah, you know, for the format we'll do, you know, each each candidate gets two minutes, and then we'll do open discussion with Donald Trump of all people. Like that was the that was the fucking move is to give them an open discussion, a section. Like considering how fucking how much of a steamroller he is, it, it's kind of amazing that they you well, know and. I'm I'm pretty sure all the like I everyone covered this. It's on every network, you know, and then every network has like their their digital format where it's you know like the C list <clears throat> reporters talking about everything. So it's it's impossible to know like who is watching what uh, coverage, you mm-hmm. know, debate coverage, right? But it's it's obvious from like the the reactions people have, like they it they're very framed by whatever the talking heads are saying about it before, during, and after, right? Mm-hmm. Because all the liberals wanted to talk about, and I'll get into detail on this as we go here, was the decorum. You know, Trump kept interrupting. Trump was a bully. Trump kept, like, nothing about the substance of the debate, right? Which there was. There was substance because we, we got to learn exactly where Joe Biden stands on That's the issues. That's true, yeah. Because <laughs> Trump good forced him to yeah. admit that he's a fucking right-wing Republican, 
Um, David Sirota tweeted this out. Millionaires paid by billionaires on television tell us that the real problem with last night's debate was the decorum, not the failure to address health, economic, and environmental crises that are killing millions of people and enriching corporations. Uh, and then The Onion just tweeted this out a couple minutes ago, 19 minutes ago. Um, Post-debate poll finds majority of viewers agree America was a waste of time. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I mean, and that's really ultimately what it is. It's like, imagine like an alien comes down from outer space and and asks you to explain like what's going on in the country right now, and then they see the presidential debate, and they're like, the, the so these are like the two best people that you have in the entire population of three hundred plus million people to lead the, to lead you, and you're like, yeah, yeah, that's that's apparently what our system of government uh, would tell you that these are the final two people, you know, that could. Right. best lead us forward uh yeah i would you know hopefully just they would probably get back in their ship and nuke us from orbit uh because this is just it's the only way to be sure right? <laughs> that we yeah nuke that we don't space. that we don't fucking Where escape the, and infect yeah, them the, the thing the thing we didn't realize with with uh james cameron's aliens is that we're the fucking aliens we're, <laughs> we're the invasive species that kills everything and destroys everything <laughs> yeah um so yeah. what if they have acid fucking saliva? You know, don't be speciesist. It's not, you know, it's... I mean... To them, that's normal. Know. That we're, we're the weird ones with our with our useless it's, saliva that doesn't do anything or got, serve any evolutionary purpose. Biden, we got Trump. Game over, man. Game over. <laughs> um, um, oh, yeah, and then just this just now. Um, uh, Spanish-speaking viewers of Telemundo expressed their preference of who won tonight's presidential debate. 66% said Trump versus 34% Biden. Hmm. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's fucking fascinating. So, well, you know, yeah, go ahead. Well, no, it's interesting because I, you know, I saw a CNN poll that had, you know, something like 68% Biden, which I was like, oh, that's weird because I, you know, I, not that I, you know, care for either one of these two, but I think objectively you can say that Biden got clowned for 90 minutes in this debate. Uh, but then you look at like the actual demographic breakdowns of who watches each channel, uh, and CNN had like ninety percent of the people that watch CNN identify as you know moderate and or strong Democrats. So like when you look at that and see that only sixty eight percent of their viewers think he won, that means even like thirty percent, you know, unscientific of course, but like thirty percent of their of their Democratic viewers couldn't even like you know lie and say that Joe Biden won this debate. Um, it, it, it's just interesting though that yeah like you said that because it was on every channel like you know the different preferences uh and kind of way that people looked at it but I, I think objectively nobody can look at that and say that joe biden won you could certainly look at it and say that donald trump is a fucking buffoon and and you know a horrible person and a fucking racist and et cetera, et cetera. and nothing new was learned about him i, I think you could certainly say that i don't think you could say that joe biden was a better debater like i mean he along with chris wallace got fucking steamrolled by donald trump who looked sharper than he usually does like he he seemed you know his his fucking attack style like in his bullying style was like he seemed very focused and very with it and and biden just you know it biden didn't have it wasn't on the uppers that he was on for when he debated bernie like you could tell very much that like <laughs> they cared way more about about beating bernie but and you know fucking right. pumping biden full of drugs and they did this debate because he seemed pretty low energy and pretty like 
you know, just not able to contain Trump's fucking, you know, manic energy at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and this is this is the problem is that if you are objective and say that, you know, Trump objectively won this debate, people go, that means you agree with Trump. You agree with being a bully. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't. Uh, I'm just saying what plays on television is who looks stronger. You know, if you don't, if you, you're, you know, there's 2% of undecided voters, you know, total voters are still are like, I don't know who to vote for. Like, you know, uh, not people I mean, who are just those? like, I'm not voting, but people are just like, I don't know what to do. Uh, you're going to watch that and go, oh, one guy was, you know, just com- continuing to pound the other guy. And the other guy didn't know what to do and didn't know how to respond. Right or when he did, it was it was too little, too late. He looked feeble, like he 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 genuinely just looked feeble at well, multiple points and, during and the debate. I want to talk about eyeline too, because when you're watching someone on TV, you might look around at different parts of their face, but the main thing you focus on is their eyes. Where are they looking? Are they looking at the camera? Are they looking at the, at the moderator? Are they looking at the audience? Right, and the whole the whole time Trump never looks directly into the camera. He's looking at the moderator or at Biden, right? So he looks engaged with the people in the room, right? So he looks like he's focused. Biden never looks at the moderator, never looks at Trump. He's looking directly into the camera or he's looking up into space, which yeah, makes it yeah, look like he that. doesn't know weird. where to look, right? Like he he's sort of just like looking, maybe looking up like someone told him, Oh, if you don't know where to look, just look at like the back of the of the hall that you're in. But mm-hmm. that makes it look like you're just looking at nothing, right? So whoever told him that, which I guarantee you somebody did tell him to do that, uh, didn't know what the fuck they were doing and doesn't know how how vapid that looks on TV. Bad optics, really bad optics. It is. It looks like he's like looking up to God. Like if only I knew where to look. <laughs> Please save me from this fucking drubbing that I'm getting. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it was. And, yeah. Yeah. And he didn't know like when to fucking just push on, like because there was times where he was like fumbling with his words, and the minute he would pause to try to like figure out what to say, Trump would just fucking jump right in there and, and cut him off. Uh, I think one of the best moments he did that was when we, you know, we knew that Biden would talk about his fucking dead son and try to wrap his dead son up in a flag and be like, "How dare you? My son was a patriot. My son was a." And, and Trump was like, "Oh, you mean your fucking cokehead son?" <laughs> And it just ripped the fucking tablecloth oh out from under so, that shit. And that was the moment that I think liberals most were like, oh, "How? I can't believe the the disgusting." I mean, I just can't even like that. That was the thing that, and I was like, "No, he just you know he 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 cut off Biden's, uh, you know, really I, honestly disgusting attempt to pander." And I we sh- you know we should talk about the way that he uses his fucking son. To basically, like, I don't know if you did. You see that healthcare ad, the Biden healthcare ad, where he talks about how <sighs> healthcare is personal to me. I, you know, I watched my son die from cancer, and my 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 wife and and daughter. You know, I was in the hospital getting sworn into the Senate after, as they were dying from a car crash, and it's like. And in literally in that same commercial, he's like, this is why the Affordable Care Act is important to me. This is why I want to ensure that every American has access to affordable health care. And it's like. You're using your dead son who died of cancer and who, and by the way, he went bankrupt because of his son's medical bills like this, you know, years ago um, before he, you know, was cashing in on his vice presidency. Um, and he's using that as a fucking 
not as a way to be like, hey, so, you know, we really should, this is ridiculous that we have to pay for healthcare and that we can go bankrupt from needing, you know, to pay for healthcare. He's using this as a fucking excuse to push for more privatized, uh, you know, for-profit health insurance. He still can't right. fucking say that everyone deserves healthcare. It's ridiculous that somebody has to die because they can't afford healthcare. Like, it's so disgusting and offensive to me and to millions of people who have lost loved ones to fucking you know, to the healthcare system because they can't pay for treatments or they can't pay for, you know, the more expensive, more effective treatments. It's fucking disgusting. And he, like you said, he wraps his dead son in a flag and uses him as a fucking cudgel. And I actually, you know, I, I was, I was actually appreciative in the, in that moment that Trump didn't let him try to go into that to try to, you know, garner this fucking fake, you know, crocodile tears sympathy uh, and just brought up his his you know his fuck up cokehead son instead, right? right. And liberals will say that was uncalled. That was uncalled for. Uh, you know how dare Trump do that? You know he's such a bully. All this nonsense. It's like look, he's going after the things that we all warned you were weak as fuck about Joe Biden. He was the weakest candidate aside from Bloomberg. Biden was the weakest one of them, and that's the one they went with. That's the one Obama called up everybody else mid-flight over, you know, whatever flyover state Buttigieg was in his private jet and said, hey, uh, Buttigieg, you're, you're done now. Uh, go fly to this other place and go to this Biden rally. Yeah. This, this, this is our play. This is our, our Hail Mary to stop Bernie, um, which Trump brought up a couple times. He's like, <laughs> you got very lucky, Joe. If Liz would have stayed, would have dropped out two days earlier, it would have been Bernie and not you. Yeah. And you almost didn't quite hear him say it because it was like he was talking over there, Biden yeah, at the same there time. Was, yeah, but it, it was it was like that's completely true. Um, and I, I texted this to somebody who is now you know didn't like Biden at first, but is now all about Biden. Um, and they were like, "Oh, so you believe Trump?" I'm like, uh, believe Trump? I've been saying this you, for you, six months. This is, it's an objectively true it, statement, it's, right? Like, it's objectively true because it was reported on widely at the time that that's exactly how it went down, and we all fucking know there's no way that uh, the guy in second place drops out um, two days before Super Tuesday and endorses Biden without a phone call from the actual head of the Democratic Party, which is Barack Obama. Um, it's, it's just like, I, 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 you know, nobody in the media will say these things except for the president, except for Donald Trump. And, it, and it's, you know, when he make, everyone's like, well, it can't be true because he lies about everything. Like, yeah, he lies about everything as a diversion. He'll tell the fucking truth as a diversion when the truth works for him, which is to divide people from from Biden by telling the fucking truth. And if you weren't divided by, from Joe Biden already, I, I don't know like what you've been watching or what you've been paying attention to. Yeah. Um, and mean, the other thing, yeah, the other thing Trump said, he was like, he kept uh, forcing Biden to oppose things. I mean, I tweeted this out uh, last night. Tonight I learned that Joe Biden doesn't support the Green New Deal or packing the Supreme Court or Black Lives Matter. I've never <laughs> seen someone try so hard to lose an election. And this is, a, you know, and and Trump is not. Everyone's like, "Oh, Trump's an idiot. He doesn't know anything. Like he knows how to fucking win." He's that's he's an idiot savant when it comes to elections. Like that's the one thing he seems to do really fucking competently and effectively is win elections and know the right tactics to take to fucking right. really, you know, trip up his opponents into like they, unescapable oh boxes. 
on all these people that were like, oh, we just figured out he hasn't he hadn't paid any taxes and he has all this debt. It's like, oh, gee, I wonder what uh, white voters in the South are going to identify with uh, not wanting to pay taxes and being in debt. They're going to look at that and be like, he's just like me. He knows exactly how to play to his base. He knows none of that shit's going to fucking hurt him See, with his they base. could make that work if they would just go after the actual root of the problem, which is the fucked up tax code that Democrats and Republicans have, you know, allowed the millionaires and billionaires to write over the last, you know, 50 fucking years in this country. Like, if they were actually like, yeah, this is a fucked up system. And look at how Michael Bloomberg takes advantage. And look at how, you know, Barack Obama, like, look at how all these people take advantage of it. And we need to fucking completely overhaul this tax. You know, the shit that only Bernie was saying when this tax stuff came out. Everyone else was like, he's actually poor. It's like, that's, okay, so that's that's your go-to move is to act like he's like some poor person and like that's something to disdain like that i gee i can't imagine why fucking poor people in the south won't vote for democrats it's a it's a real fucking mystery that your attack is you know that uh, lol he's actually poor and he's not as rich as he says he is not you know mm-hmm. he takes advantage of this fucking unfair tax system that we have well and the other thing uh that well not the other thing but that sort of to expound a little bit um you know, every every time there'd be a question <clears throat> where Joe Biden, you know, w- was trying to like when um uh, what was the narrator Chris, Chris Wallace Chris, Chris Wallace yeah, yeah there we go Fox would try Chris. to would try to give Biden an opportunity to show that he's different from Trump that he's actually you know on uh, on a liberal or on the left Biden wouldn't take it he was like no I can't I can't admit to that you know and, and Trump would fucking jump on him for it and and he even said. You can't say it because if you do, or what? What did he say? At one well, he point? said multiple times, "You'll lose the left." Like he, he yeah, said multiple you'll times, the "You'll lose the." Which it's like, uh, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, that's it, he, and yeah. He's, he, he he when he said he didn't support the Green New Deal, Trump was like, "You just lost the left. You just lost the left just now." <laughs> and, and you know what's funny? People went to his website, and he actually cites the Green New Deal as a very important framework upon which we need to build upon. You know, for the climate, so. You know, and again, we all know it's bullshit and they didn't support the Green New Deal and doesn't support any of the actual principles of a Green New Deal, like fucking, you know, actually moving to 100 percent, you know, uh, carbon free fucking energy and actually, uh, you know, uh, banning fracking and things like that. He doesn't even fucking support that. Um, His his team knew enough to at least like, you know, pay fealty to that or pretend like that's like what his inspiration is or where you know but again he's like no i I, when he was backed into a corner he becomes idiot joe biden who can't fucking uh help but expose who he really is so he trump got him like you said he got him to say that he doesn't support green new deal he was asked do you support black lives matter and their calls to defund the police and he said i support the police like that was his answer to that fucking question it's just i i i I, yeah and this is what we're talking about when we say that Trump won the debate because when you can get your opponent to have to cop to your point of view, the way that like Bernie could convince Ted Cruz that Medicare for all, <laughs> exactly. When you can force your debate opponent to have to agree with your point of view, even though it's going to harm them with their own voters, that's what winning a debate is. Okay, like you, you are, you have them on the ropes. You're the one beating them to death with their own argument against themselves. Yep. Yeah. So 
let's let's go into some of the segments uh, during the debate. Obviously, we're not going to play a ton of debate clips because I think one time was enough torture for everybody. Yeah, I have ear cancer. But, um. <laughs> <laughs> we will play one later. That's pretty important because of the wording. But uh, but let's. So you know, they they broke up the debate into six fifteen minute. Uh, intervals, and I was actually shocked because I when I when the debate ended, I was like, oh, so they got to like two, three of the categories, right? But I actually looked at the categories, and they did manage to plow through all six of them, uh, which I never would have guessed. I really oh, thought and like, through in climate change, which originally was not to not be on there. Yeah, that that was interesting. I which mean, is, they, you know, terrible I mean, answers, I don't really but... know why they would need to. It's not like the planet's on fire again this year. Uh, no. It was last year or the year before that. You know what someone said? That's actually the first climate change-related question in the last 15 years of debates, and it was from a fucking Fox News host. That's how pathetic all of these terrible fucking corporate-sponsored yeah, debates Bernie had to keep bringing it up on his own. Yeah, at, it was never a question. Debates. He would just bring it up, and other people would start talking about it, but it was never asked of the candidates. Unreal. Unfucking real So... So the first uh, round of, of this first round of questioning was regarding their records, uh, you know, Trump's record. Uh, they didn't really talk as much about the covid because that was its own uh, category. But that, you know, obviously came up and things of that nature. And I, I think Trump didn't do great in that segment. Uh, Biden uh, did a little bit better when he was talking about Trump's record. But then when they started talking about his record. Uh, you know, uh, and and Trump immediately brought up the ninety four crime bill, which is I, I literally said out loud before Trump said it. I was like, because uh, I, I forget exactly how it came up, but they were talking about you know, uh, black unemployment and 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 incarcerate, and, and and I was like, this is like terrible. Why is Joe leading into this? Like he's leading himself right into the fucking slaughter because because Trump is a hundred percent going to bring up the crime bill, and of course he did. And fucking hammered Joe about it and talked about how Joe talked about predators and super predators. And it's like, I never said that. Yeah. And and at the time I was like, yeah, well, uh, Hillary said that. And it was the bill that you fucking wrote and championed. But I actually didn't realize he did kind of say that also, like even on top of, you know, uh, the awful shit he said, he did call black people predators. Um, and there's actually this clip that was going around today, uh, which is kind of a compilation of Biden talking about the crime bill, which, um, he still has not apologized for, um, you know, he's he's half apologized, like sort of on this campaign trail. But well, he doesn't apologize in this clip. He's, no, no. He's this all is... about what he, he he co-signs today, what he said on the House floor back in the 90s. Yeah, this clip, I think this clip's like a few years old, but it's certainly like in within the last five years, this clip. So anything that he says today is just him, you know, reading the room or his, his fucking team saying, you have to say that you don't fully support th- this level of mass incarceration that you uh, championed and actually helped create. But anyway, so yeah, here's the clip and then we'll talk about it a little bit more. Another thing about how uh, perspectives change over time. Bobby Rush, member of Congress, said the other day, I'm ashamed that I voted for the 94 crime bill. You ashamed of that bill? Not at all. Um, and in fact, I drafted the bill, as you remember. I know that. Unless we do something about that cadre of young people, tens of thousands of them, born out of wedlock, without parents, without supervision, without any structure, without any conscience developing, because they literally, I yield myself three more minutes, because they literally have not been socialized, they literally have not had an opportunity, we should focus on them now, not out of a liberal instinct, 
for love, brother, and humanity, although I think that's a good instinct, but for simple pragmatic reasons. If we don't, they will, or a portion of them will, become the predators 15 years from now. And Madam President, we have predators on our streets that society has in fact, in part because of its neglect, created. Again, it does not mean because we created them that we somehow forgive them or do not take them out of society to protect my family and yours from them. They are beyond the pale, many of those people. Beyond the pale. And it's a sad commentary on society. We have no choice but to take them out of society. So that may be like wow. the most racist minute and a half I've ever heard of, of a politician like in public. Like it, he, that was like fucking Leo DiCaprio in Django Unchained levels of like, like, you know, oh, well, they're uh, they've they, they're unsocialized and, the, you know, they're growing up without pa like it was so fucking racist and like, uh, you know, condescending on so many levels that it's kind of amazing that that didn't immediately sink his campaign when people dug that clip up, you know, during the primaries. Wait, how was it racist? I didn't hear him say anything about black people. <laughs> exactly. But you know exactly who he's I, I Like, it was so... I, I mean, it's just... It, fuck. Like, I, I just can't even begin to describe how racist the shit he was saying. And he, he yields himself three more minutes. Like, it's not even like, oh, I'm doing this, you know, because I want to get this bill pet. Like, he feels this shit in his bones you can see it in the way he fucking talks in his if you watch the clip his fucking hand motions his animated hand motions and like it, it it's it's so yeah. disgusting on so many levels uh, for anyone that, that that can't um catch the dog whistles there when you talk about my family and your family being uh, you know need to be protected from the predators out there on the streets uh, he's talking about white families, his white family and your white family. This is the same uh, shit Trump's saying now about like, you know, the suburbs and the suburban yeah. voters. And it's it's literally just as bad as what Trump is saying now that everyone is, you know, rightfully losing their mind over when he says shit like that on Twitter and in speeches. That's I mean, that's the same or worse, arguably, than the shit he was saying, uh, you know, recently. And, and here's the thing is, is Biden was not anyone's first choice. Right. It's just that everyone has coalesced around Biden because they have Trump derangement syndrome. You know, all these people, they're just like, I can't I can't stand Trump because he doesn't play by the rules. Right. And he keeps uh, saying things that make me not feel good about America. And I want to feel good about America. I want to, uh, you know, I want uh, Aaron Sorkin's dialogue to soothe me back to sleep. So I can go to brunch in the morning and not have to wake up and feel bad, right? And I, I, I had a, a an exchange with somebody via text messages. I want to read through some of these uh, texts here, <laughs> and I talked to a few other friends who had very similar <clears throat> exchanges with close relatives last mm -hmm. night. Um, so that's why I feel this is important to to share. I wouldn't normally read text messages, but I shall leave the relative uh, anonymous here. Um, so I started this exchange. I, I, I texted. Uh, everyone in my online cadre agrees Trump is kicking Biden's ass. And the reply I got was, Trump is running his mouth and talking over Biden. Your cadre is sick if they think being a bully is more or, or is better than someone of substance. So uh, this relative of mine who 
originally hated the idea of Biden being the nominee. He's now calling him someone of substance. <laughs> so I, I replied, I replied here, I'm not saying we agree with him. We're talking about who is objectively doing better on TV. Uh, and Trump keeps telling the truth about Biden losing the left. Relative replies, being a jerk is not doing better than educated people. I would argue Biden is uh, extremely what, what, what did Biden, yeah, educate us on <laughs> yeah. at all? Okay. So I replied, <clears throat> look, we're not saying he's nicer. We're saying Trump is running circles around Biden, which is just objectively true. <sighs> all right. And then the, they replied, on Biden's time, Trump keeps talking. I'm sitting here yelling at Trump to shut up which I'm sure they actually were yelling at the TV. Um, and uh, As we all did. I yelled at the TV multiple times for various reasons, I think, last night. But really? I never yeah, talk yeah. out loud except to myself to be like... Well, I, I wasn't just me in the room. I mean, you know, it's... it's oh, yeah. Gotcha. But, 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 yeah. Oh, and then... So this is, this is a little on a side here from the back and forth. When, when Trump was going on and on about uh, a Democrat, the Democratic Party sending down unsolicited ballots in the mail... Which apparently I didn't even know was a thing, but like you can, you know, because well, of COVID, you can send people uh, a absentee ballot request form. Yeah, it's not an actual ballot. It's just it's a it's a well, and most you know states are doing that, and it's a good thing to do is just send actual requ- basically if you want a ballot, send it in. You can do it, you know, right. without having an excuse it's because a, it's of an COVID. Application for a ballot. Yeah, it's not yeah. the actual ballot. Yeah, right. I got one too. But but they were calling it an unsolicited <clears throat> ballot, which was really like I think just designed to you know make right wing conspiracy theorists think that like voting by mail is a is fraudulent somehow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's li- it's literally like how Trump just voted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, multiple times. Anyway, so this is <clears throat> this was um, I got a screenshot here because um, I don't use my home address as my mailing address. I use my my family address. Um, I was sent a unsolicited um, absentee ballot from the Republican Party. <laughs> it's, it's got my fucking name and address on it, and I'm like, oh shit. So I mean, Trump was clearly lying about that. That like, uh, you know, both parties are doing this. I don't know why, uh, other than just to to try to like. You know, if you were going to vote for them to make sure that you got an absentee ballot request for them. Yeah. Um, but then when... Okay, let me jump down here. Oh, so, yeah. So the the relatives shared this, um, the fact that I got a, a GOP absentee ballot sent to me. So I replied, well, it looks like I have to vote GOP now. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure exploded their uh, brain. Well, <laughs> even though obviously you're joking. Yeah. So they replied, you better not. And then uh, they also followed that up with Trump abused the whole process of the debate. Uh, and I replied, yeah, and that's why he wins. He appeals to his base and Joe Biden tells his base to go vote for somebody else. Yeah. Well, and, and that's, you know, this is the other thing that liberals will never understand is that they have this. Yeah, but he doesn't follow decorum. It's like, yeah, because your decorum is fucking stupid and it's not realistic. And the first time somebody actually came in and disrupted that, it shows just how vapid all of this is. Like the, the fact that, 
you know, and, and, you know, even Barack Obama did this to an extent during the primary debates in 08 with Hillary. Like he fucking savaged her on her terrible record. And he, you know, he went, talked over her. He, because he wanted to get a point across and he realized that the only way to appear to be a normal person and not like a fucking stuffy politician is to just, when you're in an argument with somebody, you don't make your point and then quietly listen for two minutes while they make their point and lie about you. You fucking interject if you hear something that's not correct. And that's the way, honestly, that debates should be, you know, allowed to go. Like everyone, like it, the liberals were so upset by this because they can't take impoliteness in their politics. Like they, they hate no. impoliteness and it makes them like viscerally well, upset and, and put they, off and right. They, they had it just a few years ago where there was not to be any direct discussion between the candidates whatsoever. And it was the most ridiculous boring like, fucking shit. A debate is where you t- you talk directly to the other person, right? So you know, oh, he interrupted. Uh, so, like that—that's how you. So interrupt talk back, in yeah, life. exactly. This is how people talk. So yeah, I, I said anyway. So I, I just reiterated, said you know, this is this is how Trump appeals to his base, uh, and Joe Biden's telling his base to go vote somewhere else. So relative replies, no. Biden's base sees what a bully Trump is and how, even in a debate, the rules don't apply to him. He will keep talking, so you can't hear the rebuttal of him. I saw more... F- you know, anyway, I'm going to skip that part. So basically, the relative is saying uh, Biden's base cares more about these ridiculous debate rules. Um, and I said, well, if you're saying the left isn't Biden's base, you, your guess, uh, I guess Trump was right that Biden has lost the left. Nobody cares about debate rules. They care about material conditions. Um, relative replies, he never... Okay, so there's a a bunch of typos here because um, I guess mom was drinking. Oops, I guess I doxed who the relative was. <laughs> I was just gonna um, say fuck. Oh well, I, I think if people. Had, this mom, I love you, but uh, I know, and still. I think people kind of have guessed based on stuff you've said before. Just about, you know, <sighs> yeah, Trump, Trump argued the politics. The ends suit him because it's now this is intelligible. Anyway, uh, she ends with a uh, Trump strategy, and all this is to divide people, and you believe him. Which, like, I, I, I don't believe him. I'm just telling you what works. <laughs> I, I, mean, I believe when he's st- when certain Tr- things that he says are objectively right. true. I mean, Tr- like, Trump is basically James T. Kirk with the Kobayashi Maru. He doesn't believe in a no-win scenario. He'll break the rules to win, and you're like, oh, but the rules got broken. It's like, but you lost. <laughs> that, <laughs> right? That's actually a good analogy. Yeah, that that yeah. like you know, just nobody could conceive of this was this unwinnable game, and then somebody was just like, oh, well, I just won't follow the rules. I'll rewrite like, the rules of the game so I'll that I just win. do my own thing and I'll win. It's right. like you can't do it. It's like, well, I just did. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, what are you and- gonna do? I'm the most powerful man in the world now. Like, oh, we impeached you, right? So I, I said, she said, like, and you, she says, you believe him. It's like, I don't know what is wrong with believing in somebody who is doing something that's abusive and harmful, and trying to say you need to have somebody that can counter that because Joe Biden can't counter that. So I said, what I believe is that Biden caving into Trump on Green New Deal and refusing to say he supports Black Lives Matter is how he's going to lose. Bernie would say he supports without hesitation, and that's why he was the stronger candidate. Biden just looked weak and indecisive and wouldn't stand up for his own base. 
he fucking baited Joe Biden into saying that he supports law and order. Like, this is literally the Republican hack job, like, you know, trap 101 is that you do not let them talk you into saying that you support law and order because then it, it comes with it, it's a very loaded, you know, racist term and it comes with the history of the Republicans and the Democrats doing a lot of heinous shit in the name of law and order. Right. And and here's why it works even better for, for Trump's base is that Trump's base all thinks Joe Biden is a socialist. So when they <laughs> see Joe yeah. Biden saying, I'm not a socialist. I believe in capitalism. I believe in law and order. I, I No Green New Deal. I don't support black lives. I support the police. They're like, he just made that guy his bitch. Yeah. The, a, he made him his bitch. B... He did nothing to move the needle with anyone on the right because they're already supporting Trump. And number three, he pissed off the left or even like the parts of the left that would consider voting for him because he's fucking telling us to fuck off and that he's not going to do anything that we support. He's going to do the opposite of what we support. He talked about how Donald Trump is the only one who wants to defund the police right now and that he wants to give $400 million additional in funding to the fucking cops right now. The cops who are cracking our fucking friends' skulls every night on the streets of the cities of America, he wants to give them more fucking money. And more support. He doesn't want to do anything about the fucking maniac police in this country. So why the fuck would we vote for Joe Biden? What we're going to do, most of us, is either not vote, you know, stay home, quote unquote, or just, you know, leave the presidential ticket blank or vote green. Like, why the fuck would we vote for somebody who's telling us consistently, I am not one of you. I am not your candidate. I don't do support anything that you support. Like, why? Right. <laughs> Right. Well, you know, admittedly, I think, um, you know, Hillary Clinton warned us back in 2016. Uh, and, you know, I really feel like not voting for her was was a mistake uh, in retrospect. So I, I, I feel like I really need to do my part. So when I vote, I am going to write in Hillary Clinton 2020, everybody. <laughs> it's time. It's time. We should start that. That would actually drive shit libs insane if we if we all started like a write in Hillary oh uh, write in campaign. That would be so funny. I, there was uh, Hillary Clinton, Clinton last night couldn't keep herself out of it, and she tweeted out apropos of nothing. Uh, everyone, I'm fine. Just to let you know, I'm fine tonight. Oh, God, like what? fucking narcissist did you say no one she was, was on... even thinking about you what the fuck no go she ahead. was she, well she was on msnbc you know pre-debate and uh in the middle of her interview like a pop-up came up on her screen asking her to upgrade to zoom pro because she doesn't even pay for fucking zoom pro on her, on her computer that she was talking to msnbc on it's like she's either right. too cheap or too technologically stupid which i'll believe you know considering some of the past uh mishaps to not have zoom, zoom which is, right which zoom which isn't encrypted and also uh sells all of your fucking data uh <laughs> yeah. to unknown third parties a little bit of a security Ugh. risk there maybe just a little yeah well uh not not her forte obviously <laughs> Man, the, the replies to her tweet we're, we're, we're all just like just complete virtue signaling nonsense like we're, we support you like we're with you and, and uh, it was it was just like god well um yeah, like like that whole like, you know, she tried to warn us. Like, no, we tried to warn her. We tried to fucking warn her and the DNC that rigging the primary was going to cost you the election. But she won three point five million more votes in one state. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's how it works. That's how voting works. <sighs> Good lord, you, just, um, you have to win California by an overwhelming majority, and then you get to not be president. 
By the way, Bernie Sanders won the primary in California, the biggest state. So you don't hear them making that point as much anymore. Yeah, but weird. It's weird. But, you know, and again, this is a party that fucking tried to take Bernie off of the primary ballot in New York, uh, decided the election before I even got a chance to vote. And you'll still get people being like, well, you know, voters decided and they picked Joe Biden. It's like, really? I didn't get to vote for uh, Bernie Sanders or, or vote for Joe Biden or vote for anybody else. I didn't even have a fucking choice by the time it got to my state and every other fucking large population northeastern state. Fucking New York, the second, you know, second or third biggest population in the entire country. Didn't even have a choice by the time it got to there. So uh, tell me again how the people chose Joe Biden. Like it's fucking nonsense. But right. anyway. oh, we had a we had a total fucking like hundreds of comment long war on our Facebook page yesterday. Uh, not not between any of us, but like the people who uh, who, who follow us on our Facebook page. All ten thousand five hundred and sixty eight of you. Um, and somebody who uh, there this is funny because she um, in her her avatar on Facebook is cosplaying as as Spock from Star Trek, mm-hmm. and yet she had like the most <clears throat> neoliberal centrist right leaning bullshit arguments, and it was just like Bernie lost because he couldn't connect with black women in the South, and it's it's and everyone's like uh, Bernie won with every age demographic in the South below fifty years old. And it was just, it was like, none of that even fucking mattered. But still, it's like, okay, so uh, Bernie lost with black women voters over 50 in the South. Uh, how many southern states is Joe Biden going to carry in the general election again? Like, Well, obviously, it, the, the, the extremely blue state of South Carolina that obviously Joe Biden's going to win, uh, you know, come November. Right. <laughs> right. And just a total erasure of the fact that Bernie uh, blew it out of the park with Latino voters. Uh, because he actually had like a positive outreach strategy that was written by uh, Latino, Latina, Latinx staff that he hired, right? And and now, <laughs> flip flip side of that is now you've got a majority of uh, Telemundo viewers saying that Trump blew it out of the park in the debate last night. So, uh, <laughs> what was that number you told? You told me before we went on air. It was like sixty. Sixty something percent said that that Trump won the debate. Sixty six percent versus thirty four. Yeah, which is objectively true. I mean, I agree with that. It, it's just again, it's as not, and we've said and we and we say this every time, but people still fucking misconstrue it and try to twist it. We say it, you know, when Bernie didn't do so great in some of the debates. We say, you know, we get we gave people like. Uh, you know, Kamala credit in, in one of the debate. Like, it's just, it, it's, it, you can say objectively, this person did well in this format where you're trying to argue your points and look better on national TV right. than the other person well, without saying, I support like, that person in their policies. You know, like, Nixon versus Kennedy, 1960. <laughs> Nixon didn't understand what television was. It's like he didn't understand that, like, everyone can see him. Uh, and he's sweating profusely. Sweating like a fucking like, hog. He's the like entire fidgeting, time. right? Now, between then and when he actually won the presidency, uh, they they, you know, figured out what TV was and they coached yeah. him. When well, he lost um, that election, that was the that was the the sixty four, uh, I think, a presidential election, or no, the sixty. Nineteen sixty was sixty. It was the sixty election. Yeah, yep. right. When Kennedy won. Interesting um, fact, though, everyone thinks that that was the first presidential debate. It was not. The first presidential debate was four years prior, 1956, and it was between two women, because apparently the actual candidates um, didn't—they didn't trust the medium of television, or at least didn't <laughs> think it was significant enough for their time. 
So they had surrogates represent them, and it was really? uh, Eleanor Roosevelt uh, representing the Democratic candidate, and then a uh, a woman senator from Maine representing hmm. the Re- Republican candidate. I, I just looked. I looked this up. I the just, first televised, because obviously they've had you know town hall debates for, for oh, no, no, you know, yeah, yeah. hundreds first, of first years. First televised but, debate. I just yeah. googled first televised debate, and it was like uh, wow. actually <laughs> interesting. So yeah, yeah, a little fun. Fun fact, but I mean the, the number of people that had TVs in 1956 versus 1960 uh, was a difference of probably tens of millions. Come on, nobody has two TVs. Ah, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Fucking called it. Um, but no, yeah. So it, it's just you know. It, fucking fiasco so you know the we talked about the record section um you know they went on then to talk about the supreme court and covid it was pretty standard fare the same kind of talking points from both parties that we've heard so far um while we're talking about the supreme court though i do want to play this clip of nancy pelosi because this was just her overall take on the debate and obviously pelosi and schumer are doing fuck all to actually stop the republicans from ramming through this fucking christo fascist lunatic uh as the supreme court nominee uh you know and people have pointed out all these little procedural things that they could do to literally shut down the senate uh to not allow a vote to take place uh and they just refuse to do it because they're you know again just being like well and you know if they do this they're really gonna pay it's all a fucking fundraising game to them that's all they care about is like that we can use this and wring our hands about it and raise a ton of fucking money uh and do nothing and continue to allow them to ram through a you know super conservative super majority um on the supreme court which is going to fucking destroy any kind of mildly leftist progressive legislation that can get through uh for the next 40 years honestly so this was pelosi's uh opinion on the entire debate and on the state of the republican party one of my prayers is that the Republicans will take back their party. The country needs a strong Republican party. It's mm-hmm. done so much for our country. So that was her this morning when asked about, you know, her, her thoughts on Trump and the Republicans and on the debate in general. And what the fu- what the fuck that we need a strong Republican party because they've done so much for our country. That's the opposition. That's the opposition. I mean, the Republican you know, party just just begging begging to be accepted by the right and you know what the right thinks of her thinks she's she's socialist that she they think she's a fucking socialist which is hilarious they think she's a far left socialist um that she's a fucking you know uh it's just i'm just so tired of like having that just she's so fucking cancerous to our democracy into our, you know, system of like to just any kind of semblance of fucking, uh, you know, positivity in terms of legislation or progression or moving our country forward. She is literally standing directly in opposition to that just as much, if not more so than the Republicans. So again, I will never support a fucking party headed by somebody like Nancy Pelosi or somebody as spineless as Chuck Schumer. Like it's just not, a fucking party that I am a part of that I identify with in any way, shape or form. So, you know, when people just continually try to shame us for not wanting to vote for Joe fucking Biden, I'm not in this fucking party. Maybe you should go after people 
uh, that you actually can convince to vote for this fucking terrible candidate. Like, I, right. I, well, that's you know. why they tell us to fuck off and why they're like, oh, maybe we can get some Republicans in the, in the suburbs to... Finally yeah, th- this is their terrible. coalition. They're building a twenty percent coalition of fucking disaffected Republicans and moderate Democrats. That's not a winning coalition, and they proved it fucking twenty sixteen. But they're gonna pr- they're gonna double down on it and prove it a second time in twenty twenty because yeah, he's let's, not building. Let's make a winning the same coalition. mistake forever. Yeah. Um. And th- this person I mentioned who was going on and on and on with these shitlib talking points. Actually, actually at one point, she said, it's not 2016 anymore. It's time to move on. And I was like, are you kidding me? The people that are still (laughs) living in 2016 is you. You're the one who is sitting here telling us voting for the lesser of two evils, which I argue isn't actually even true, um, is somehow going to eke out a victory. You, you, You just... Well, and again, it's just nothing that Joe Biden said last night made a positive case for Joe Biden. What did Joe Biden talk about that he was going to do in this fucking 90 plus minute debate that he's going to do for the American people? Fucking nothing. He didn't say a single thing substantive that he wanted to try to pass a piece of legislation, a piece of like they when they were talking about health care. And obviously Trump lies and Trump says like, oh, well, I my health care plan's better and he doesn't have have, have a health care plan. He just wants to destroy the ACA. But again, Joe Biden didn't offer an alternative. And maybe that's because Joe Biden's fucking health care plan is terrible. They released details yesterday. And I uh, actually hang on. I'm going to pull up some of the details that would they, that they released. But it's even worse than he initially represented. Like he initially made it sound like, well, you know, we're going to do a public option basically. Um, so under Biden, this was just an example somebody picked when they actually looked at the kind of cross tabs of this this plan. Under a Biden healthcare plan, a 27 year old making fifty thousand a year would need to spend twenty three percent of their post tax income on insurance costs before their private insurer began pitching in. So, like, his fucking plans are atrocious. This is, you know, this is the fucking great public option that Joe Biden is talking about. And it's not a fucking uh, free uh, health care plan. It's not like a, it's not like a, you know, Medicare for all type plan as an option. It's another fucking private health care plan just, you know, administered by the government, basically, but run through private insurers. Uh Current law, and this is a bronze plan. Bronze plans have a typical deductible of $6,500. So you need to spend $6,500 before the plan will pay for fucking literally anything. Do you have $6,500 lying around to pay for an unexpected medical cost? I fucking don't. (laughs) You know, I don't know about anyone else. No, any Um, any common, like, just checkup or, you know, anything that's not like a, a catastrophic emergency... Just like basic care uh, is is more than likely going to fall under that sixty five hundred dollars. Anything threshold. outside of a checkup, exactly. Any literally, and and we've all experienced this with our insurance. Like I have had, you know, an eye issue where I w- I went and got a checkup and it was covered, and then I had to go back a second time, and it's like, oh, that's fifty bucks, and you know, any anything outside of a checkup, you have to fucking pay for, right? Up to and including, and I guarantee the full cost. anything that's just above that threshold will magically somehow uh, be reduced in price just below that $6,500 threshold. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, look, we brought the cost of health care down. Yep. Well, so that we could force you to pay for more of it. 
it gets worse though. I, so this is this is the actual breakdowns for um, monthly premiums, which you know, in theory, a public option should be zero because it's acting as a Medicare for all option. That's the way he framed it essentially as zero at the point at the cost at the point of service just is deducted from taxes. No, so for a sixty year old, current law. Uh, basic uh, bronze plan with that high of a deductible be $712 a month, which is absurd. Biden's proposal, $20 a month premium. Wow, that's really good for a 60-year-old. 40-year-old, current law, $335 a month. Biden's proposal, $187 a month. Huh, that's really still shitty. 27-year-old, a.k.a. the fucking majority of the base of the Democratic Party, young people, millennials, you know, 18 to 35 27-year-old, current law, $275. Biden's proposal, $210 a month. $210 a month premium. So his plan is fucking top-loaded to make it cheap as shit for the oldest voters in the party, which almost entirely... The oldest voters in the country, excuse me, who almost entirely vote Republican, and pisses on the fucking young people of this country who he needs to vote for him to fucking win. And again, it's still, it's not even a a Medicare for all option. It's fucking atrocious dog shit masquerading as a public option. Like this is just, and again, he said last night, well, you know, well, for the extremely poor, it'll be zero costs for healthcare, zero costs of point of service, people that qualify for Medicare and Medicaid, excuse me, and Medicaid right now already uh, has caps the income level at way too low for people to get Medicaid. I think it's like 20,000 or like even less than that in some states, which is, I mean, you couldn't fucking, you know, make, you couldn't afford rent in the smallest fucking studio for the amount of money that you're capped at. Uh, yet, you know, anyone making more than that is not eligible for Medicaid. So for that slim, you know, percentage of people, sure, then it would be a public option. But then again, they just they have Medicaid array. So what's the fucking difference of right. your shitty public option to Medicaid? I, it actually might be more of a privatized system than the current fucking Medicaid yeah. system. I have a friend who pulls in about $65,000 a year. And the city she lives in, she can't afford to live alone. So she, no, she, you, yeah, you can't. she still has roommates at age 41 because 65K a year is still barely above the poverty line if you live in a city where your average rent is $2000 a month. Yeah. Right, which you know, like if for a for a one bedroom apartment in San Francisco, you're looking at 33,500 $3, a month. Yeah. yeah. Two bedroom, double it. Absurd. <laughs> like, Absolutely absurd. And we, you know, they never talk about that. They never they never talk about the cost of rent in a presidential debate. Because they, they don't, they, they have don't, no idea. Yeah, they don't give a shit about city voters. They're tra- they're appealing to that that two percent margin that lives in a fucking cul-de-sac. That's like, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm doing fine, but uh, I guess I should vote uh, taxes. Oh, I want lower taxes. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have I have a three car garage uh, with a, another garage for a boat. <laughs> Not sure who I'm voting for. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, god damn. I mean, it's unbelievable how they think that this fucking garbage is going to win an election. Like, it's just, it, they just continue to fucking get worse and, and expect people to still vote for them. Um, right, but we still just, like, just like not we've, we've got to stop this, this, this idea that the Democratic Party is losing because they're incompetent. They're not incompetent. 
they're playing a game. They're playing their role. That's true, yeah. Right? It's just like, okay, who who is going to be the winner or loser in this game called Protect Capital? Well, guess what? Capital's going to win every time. Yeah. So we just, you know, we need the Democrats to lose again. So, so that's what the role is. No, yeah, it, 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 that's it's true. It is pro wrestling, and I think we 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 do kind of fall into the trap at times of talking about it in that sense. And it and I think there are people who work within the party apparatus who get into it thinking that it is an on like that it is an honest contest, and then they're you know their eyes are open to the fact that it is a fucking pro wrestling match, and it's all fucking you know. Uh, it, it, like it's not a real fight and that they are like you said just both serving right. capital right. Well, um, and then they either like, leave like, or like they assume you know the system right aoc was like i'm gonna fucking take on the system i'm gonna go to pelosi's office and protest along with the sunrise movement and then they you know calmly sit her down in a room and they pull down a little screen and a projector comes on and it's a you know, like Bill Hicks said, it's a view of, of the <laughs> Kennedy assassination yeah. from a from an angle you've never seen before. And then the film ends, and they roll the screen up, and they go, "Any questions?" Uh-huh. And the only question is, uh, "Just what you want me to do, sir?" Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, you saw you saw yeah. that you saw her like completely tone it down her rhetoric, right? And and you know, they say her you can Twitter, you, you can yeah, use all that fire right. and energy. Against the Republicans in hearings, but we're not going to give you any real power. We're gonna we're gonna take your green new dream or whatever and like just mock it, right? As yeah. the world burns, the head of the Democratic Party is mocking us. <sighs> yeah. Um, so, oh yeah, see. real quick. Speaking of the oh, yeah. world burning, we wanted to talk about uh, the when they did finally bring up climate change a little bit. Oh yeah, sure. Um, because. <laughs> This is the this is the hilarious like diversion that the the right loves to do is to say well well yes uh, you know we've contributed somewhat to climate change but the real reason California's on fire is bad forest management <laughs> not enough rakes they don't have enough rakes in California that's the real issue <laughs> it's because there's too much <laughs> leaves and branches on the forest floor uh, Trump must have mentioned the forest floor uh, half a dozen times. Like who? Who? <laughs> so much so that who do you think was managing the forest before humans came along? Uh, the forest managed itself just fine. Um, I have a mutual follower here tweeted out, uh, "Yeah, sex is great, but have you ever heard our president explain forest management before?" <laughs> <laughs> well, and at some point in his rambling, he said something about talking with the mayor of the forest city. Which, you know, everyone just lost their fucking minds at. We're like, was he talking to fucking, like, Wicket? Like, the fucking head of the Ewok? What, who is he talking to? <laughs> I want to speak to the Ewoks manager. <laughs> um, yeah. Because uh, yeah. he can't remember the country. He was probably, I don't even remember. He probably was in Norway. He was in one of the European countries. And he was talking to one of the mayors of, of this city in Norway and they were telling him about the forest management so all he remembers is oh yeah the fucking forest city you know over there in Europe <laughs> like <sighs> just and, and but they're losing to this buffoon you know it, it's just unreal how, how shitty yeah I mean it's just man um and, and what what is the what are the Democrats doing in California what is Gavin Newsom doing in California uh in the last six months he's approved 48 new fracking wells that should that should help. Yeah, let's just throw gasoline on the fire. That might put it out this time. Mm. <laughs> like, 
Just I well, literally, and then, literal and then fucking methane say, he's releasing into the fucking atmosphere. Like, right. he, like that's going to fucking help. The and they'll say, well, it's it's public land, and there's a process, and legally I can't say no to it if they, you know, check off all the boxes that they're allowed to. Like, no, you can just deny it. You can just deny the permit. And when they try to sue you for it, then you devote state funds to fighting that lawsuit, and you hire good lawyers, and you cite... Uh, you know, the precedent of the fact that there is a fucking state emergency as the reason why you are not permitting any more permits. Well, and, people and if have you fought these things with using climate change as a def- as an argument in court and won. Like, it, you can yes. actually use the climate as a fucking argument for not allowing for this dirty energy and, and win and cite precedent for it. I should have been a fucking goddamn lawyer. I swear. Like, I, I just, it but, seems like so easy that, but like yet none of these people will fucking engage in that kind of, no, you know, they politics. just want to tweet in all caps and say, this is why we need to elect Joe Biden because jerk off motion. Yeah. Uh, and they're not going to do shit. It's just, again, another fundraising thing. Did, oh, did you see that? The, the t-shirt that the Biden campaign, uh, emailed all their followers that you should buy. No, no, it was, um, I don't have it in front of me, but it was it was like Oh, was it the shut up one? The why don't you shut up, man? Because no, he did make no, no, a t shirt no. of that immediately oh, afterwards. God, let me see if I have it here. It was uh Biden and Kamala and Beto and <laughs> I saw that. uh and uh uh Booty Judge and Amy and Amy it was like Pete and Amy and, and yeah. me beat Trump. And it was like, mm hmm, w- who wonder what who's, who's missing, missing from missing this there? shirt? Yeah, uh, of course, it's because they don't want Bernie's voters. They're yeah. convinced they can win without, and then, of course, they won't. They're going to lose, and then they'll blame us for not voting. You know what's funny is that Warren didn't make the shirt either after all that she did for his fucking campaign, oh, no. which is hilarious. Like Completely threw her curve Oh, away. man. Well maybe, well, maybe he'll make me the VP. That's, yeah, or the Secretary of Treasury. Just, you know, <laughs> dumbest fucking person in all of politics, I'm convinced, Elizabeth Warren, at this point. Literally the biggest rube in all of politics. It, and, yeah. Oh, do you see we're closing our base and our, our, our embassy? Largest embassy in the world. We're closing down in Baghdad. Um, really? Yeah. We're shutting it down. Uh, wow. Because Pompeo... Uh, doesn't like that the government there is not doing it enough to to fight against the militias that don't like us. Um, so yeah, surprise, we're still at war. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Weird, weird, because it's you know the way Joe Biden talks, it seems like we're not uh, even even involved anymore. But um, so you know, another moment we just want to highlight, you know, before we wrap up the debate talk uh, is they were talking about. Uh, Donald Trump's, you know, support for white supremacist militias and all the violence and, you know, and, and riots and et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, then this was in their violence and race and violence section of the uh, of the of the debate. So, uh, you know, Chris Wallace actually, you know, as shitty a job as he did in corralling Trump and in corralling Biden for the most part, he did actually asked Trump, like, well, will you, will you actively denounce these white supremacist groups? And Trump um, did some some verbal kung fu to get around actually doing it. And it was not an accident because the way he sets this up, he knew that this question was coming in some form or fashion, and he knew exactly the phrase to use to get people to move past it. 
So let me, I'm going to play the audio from that uh, much talked about moment, and then we'll talk about it a little more. Mm. We criticized the, the vice president for not specifically calling out Antifa and other left-wing That's extremist right. groups. But are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups sure. and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland? Sure, Are you I'm prepared to, to do specifically that, do it? Well, I, would ahead, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing. Not from the right wing. So what are you, what are you, you look, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I'm, it. Do it. Say it. Do you want to call them? What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. White supremacists and right boys. Like white supremacists and right boys. Stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left, because this is not a right-wing problem. His this is a left-wing problem. This is a left-wing problem. White supremacist. Antifa's an idea, not an organization. Oh, you got it. Not malicious. That's what oh, his really? it's an FBI, idea. his okay. FBI director Gentlemen, said. Well, then, you know what? No, no, no. We're done. We're <laughs> so why does every old white guy mispronounce Antifa? <laughs> Why do they say Antifa? I don't know anyone Antifa. that says that in real life. Uh, no, just just Donald Trump, Joe Biden, uh, and Chris Wallace, septuagenarians. Yeah. Um, well, so uh, a couple of things. So <laughs> number one, it is fun. It's kind of amazing that Biden actually correctly identified Antifa as an organization uh, and not well <laughs> as nice yes as no. an idea rather yes than no. sort of. I mean, he, so more he, so he than he I would the... expect from him. He cites the FBI and says, well, Trump's own FBI director said that uh, that Antifa is an uh, idea, not an organization. Well, I mean, yes, there is an organization. It's just not a vertical organization, right? It's, you can't, it's, you can't call up the president of Antifa and be like, hey, <laughs> right. cut it out, you. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. So you have, you have a horizontally organized thing where there's no head. Right, it's autonomously organized, and everyone can do what they want, or they can mm -hmm. have a, a, a you know a cell of people. The thing is, like, like I don't know if you read some of the reports about how the FBI uh, admitted it can't infiltrate Antifa, uh, Antifa, <laughs> because they just can't like they can't get a cop to convincingly act like an anarchist. They said like the zeitgeist is too thick for us to mimic. And Man. they're so they're so aware of police behavior that like they get called out immediately as being yeah. a, as being a fed, right? <laughs> Which I think is well, hilarious. Yeah, we because... we all call everybody feds online. This is this it's kind of an issue, but it's actually useful in sussing out the actual feds that try to infiltrate right. left wing spaces. Is that we think everybody's a fucking fed for the first time well, we meet. Them. I mean, like I've got zines about how to spot an undercover cop. You know, like it's yeah. they're they're really bad at. It. Like, look at their fucking <clears throat> shoes. That's the easiest way to spot a cop. Is like they're gonna wear shoes that nobody you know wears. <laughs> it's just like a thing. Um. You know, there's there's that, that hilarious uh, the the series of videos like shit that whoever says, and there's one like shit the FBI says, and it like shows them like undercover going to like you know like hey do you know of any of any like vegan potlucks around like it's just like hey do you know about anybody uh, who's an anarchist I could you know like just like super obvious and it's it's parody but it like it's like that yeah like and and they don't always use somebody who was actually you know. Uh, <clears throat> undercover officer they'll they'll use informants right but even just informants are really bad and yeah, stand they're, out they're terrified and you know anxious that they're going right. to get exposed and face consequences <laughs> exactly you know. um 
there was, you know, and, and the amount of time and energy they will spend surveilling people cannot be understated. Uh, they, the FBI spent three years surveilling what they called a known anarchist headquarters. You know what that place actually was? What? It, it was a co-op cafe. <laughs> and they had to finally admit that they found no evidence of criminal activity or uh, radical organizing. It was just pe- where people went to, like, get coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, how much money do you think they spent on that? million? $100,000? Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. Just like, because they had people pay, I mean, they're paying the salaries of people going there to, to, you know, watch it from the inside. That's where all the money goes. It's not like they had to buy all this gear and material. They're they're paying people to sit there and watch things and report back on it, right? And just complete waste of money for nothing, for absolutely nothing, because there is no, no threat. You know, and it's hilarious how much liberals were freaking out about the Proud Boys and Trump saying, you know, uh, stand back and stand by, like stand by, like he's saying, oh, you know, uh, hold off for now, but I'm going to need you guys later, you know, when we go full fascist. Um, which who knows if he even like meant to say that? I doubt it. He probably just, you know, another word salad thing that slipped out. But of course, the actual Proud Boys, actual right supremacists, were like, oh, it's so great, Trump said that. But liberals well, yeah, were like, oh, my God. already and shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, you know, if liberals are so afraid of the Proud Boys, then why are liberals denouncing uh, Antifa? Why? why well, that's, are... See, that's the thing. It's like, he he may have meant it. And he is a fucking, you know, he, he does at least sympathize with these people and does and uses them for his purposes and is certainly a fucking... Oh, he didn't fucking, give a fuck about them. They're just, you know, they're just white people supremacy, he, can, he can get to but, do his whip up the the racist fever that he's writing on but again yeah if you're so fucking worried about the fascists maybe you should stop telling the anti-fascists that they're all criminals and that they should you know go fuck themselves every time that they you know try to actually resolve the situations that you've created with your fucking inaction for the last 50 years like that's that that this is like the fucking conundrum you know (laughs) of politics right now is that there are fucking you know, there's rising fascism in in terms of the right wing and in their actual, you know, movements and organization, uh, you know, on the on the ground level in this country. And there's a strong uprising of anti-fascism to fucking fight that back and beat it back uh, and intimidate those people into not showing their faces. And all the Democrats who were supposedly the opposition to the to the fascist right wing can do is condemn the fucking people that are beating back the fucking fascists. So, again, what do you fucking want? What do you, what do you, what do you think the cops are going to fucking help it? They're, they, that's where they go when they're off duty is to fucking, you know, stand arm in arm with their fucking fascist brethren. So it's it, well, it's just, again, you know, we had um, the, the verdict, essentially the grand jury verdict uh, in the Breonna Taylor case. Um, where the guy, the cop, has been a uh, felony indicted for uh, harming the walls of the neighbor's apartments by shooting mm-hmm. bullets at them. No actual indictment for murdering a woman in her bed, right? And the only one that missed is the only one that got charged with a with a felony. The only one that missed Brianna Taylor with right. shots. And oh god, I'm trying to find the thing right now. It's just, I can't you know, find it. Okay, yeah. Oh, Brooklyn Dad underscore Defiant. You oh, know this guy? God, this fucking absolute worst human being. Twat of a human. And of course, he's like a huge blue wave resistance Twitter hero uh, to, yeah. this, to the liberals out there. 
responds, if you know anyone in Louisville, Kentucky, please ask them to stay home tomorrow. If they must protest, beg them to do it peacefully. Don't contribute to Trump's narrative. Pass it on. I'm convinced this guy's a fucking fed. I mean, his name's literally Brooklyn Dad Vegan. Like, he's like what the right wing thinks every left wing. You know, like it's just, he's such a fucking yeah. fake fucking like, but everything he says is in support of, you know, <laughs> maintaining the fucking fascist state. Yep. He's got to be a fucking fed. Somebody replied uh, with a Biden-Harris 2020 avatar, replied, no protest, period. Stay home. <laughs> Stay home. 43 days until the election. Don't give them ammo. Don't, mm-hmm. don't give them ammo. So once again, liberals cave to Trump's narrative or cave to whatever the right wants them to do, which is uh, don't disrupt the system. Don't disrupt the violent police force. Don't riot. Don't you know, destroy property uh, in defense of black lives. So again, it's, it's like when you, when you <laughs> look at the, what the liberal narrative is, it's obey the law, do what the right wants, don't disrupt, don't rebel. You know, uh, property is more important than human life, which is completely indistinguishable from what the right says. Yep. There, there is nothing here that inspires me to want to do anything. In fact, it just it, it disgusts me so much that, you know, I want to do the opposite. You know, like uh, I I tweeted this out. uh, Voting third party is a wasted protest vote. Use your protest vote instead to vote for Trump, because then you're voting twice against Joe Biden. (laughs) (laughs) Because if, you know, liberals say, well, if you, uh, you know, vote for third parties is really to vote for Trump. Like, okay, so that's one vote. But what if I voted for Trump? Then that's two votes votes against (laughs) Biden. Just double my voting power. But then if I vote for Biden, am I actually voting for Trump then? (laughs) By this logic, I'm not quite. uh, No. So and again, yeah, I've never voted for a conservative in my life. And I'm not about to start now, which is why I'm not going to vote for fucking Joe Biden in November. I'm probably going to vote for Harry Hawkins, although I'm honestly not thrilled with him. You know, save your fucking tweets, Green Party members like he's not, you know. Uh, the best candidate they had running, Uh, I probably will just fucking leave the presidential ticket blank and maybe vote for some damn ballot candidates if they're good, but they're mostly shit. I'm like uh, toying with the idea of just like dropping acid and going in there and writing in Kanye West's Tulsi (laughs) Gabbard. (laughs) Kanye Tulsi 2020. Just like, fuck it. (laughs) By the way, speaking of Tulsi real quick, I love how the full fucking right-wing mask came off this week where she was like, yeah, you know, this this Project Veritas video really (laughs) underscores the importance of (laughs) stopping ballot. I was like, my God, you fucking... I mean, like, I know you're, you're you've been grifting the last couple of years, but like, dude, come on, be a little bit, a little bit less, a little bit more subtle about it than this. She like, still has people that stand her so hard that are just like, whoa, I, I don't know where that came from. Like, yeah. really? You didn't see what a fucking milkshake duck she was a, a year, two years ago? They just fucking, you know, it's just the right. thirst traps. Like, they don't actually care. Like, they've, they've convinced themselves that she's uniquely... <sighs> you know, awesome on policy and that the she represents right. them. And it's like, no, they just think she's hot and they want to support everything. No, they're, that she they're a bunch of fucking stoners that think that Ron Paul is still like somehow their champion. Yeah. You know, it's just it like they <laughs> get well soon, by the way. <laughs> you see, he had a stroke on his live stream the other day. Like mid live stream, uh, uh, no, I don't. Stri- I I would never watch a Ron Paul. No, live. no, I, it was just on Twitter that he oh, had a stroke in the middle of his live stream. Huh. <laughs> not to lie, not, not that I you know uh, wish a stroke upon anybody, but. 
it's pretty goofy to have a stroke in the middle of your live stream, especially when you're Ron Paul and you think that. Are we saying that he literally had a stroke? Is... No, or... he literally had a stroke. He literally had a stroke in the middle of his live stream. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It's fucking nuts. Well, um, maybe you shouldn't have voted against to make an MLK day a holiday. <laughs> right. <laughs> Prick. Uh, but bitch. yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, so I, I, you know, and and again, this is a fucking fiasco. We have at least two more of these things to go. Um, I guess the vice presidential debate is next week, and I really have no interest in watching that whatsoever. Um, it won't be as entertaining, and it'll just be fucking miserable, and the shit libs talking, you know, yas queen about fucking Kamala's, you know, clapbacks to fucking Mike Pence. I, I can't think of anything in the world I'd less like to watch than that, to be honest. Um, but I'm sure we'll have some highlights from it to talk about at some point. Uh, in any event, uh, yeah, I think that, you know, in, in, do you have anything else about the debate? Uh, I think I, I hit all the points I wanted uh, to hit. Let me jump back to my pro. A lot of times I'll tweet shit out that's like basic as shit stuff, but I do it just so I can scroll down my fucking page and remember. Uh, so allow me to scroll for a moment. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Oh, Pete Booty Judge's tweet last night. Oh man, I forgot about that. Yeah. What What was it? He said something about uh, America was America was the the leader in, in in democracy in the world, and then this happened. Like as if we were leading the world in democracy literally up until last night's debate. Oh my god! Yeah, I tweeted out. Um, is it is it Boz Allen Hamilton or Booz Allen? Bo- Booz Allen Hamilton. It is Booz. Yeah, yeah I was going to yeah. say, uh, you could you can be sure that Booz Allen Hamilton focus groups all of Mayo Pete's tweets ahead of time, and the term "leading democracy" tested positively with voters who get aroused by Aaron Sorkin dialogue. Yeah, it was America was the world's leading democracy. Then this happened. Now what? That's up to you. The world's leading democracy. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, how can you? How insulting is that to? every person in Latin America to, who's to, been to forcibly say, overthrown and or had their relatives or, murdered or to us. any, anyone who's, who's uh, Arab or Muslim, Persian, uh, American, or, you know, just like Asian. Yes. South Pacific, like literally almost everyone Korean. other than, yeah. Everyone other than fucking Americans can, can literally be like, yeah, right. that's uh, you, not true. You can't say America has been a leader in democracy uh, and not be a white supremacist, because yeah. we have we have overturned every democracy we didn't like uh, in a country that wasn't majority white, and it's been this way. I mean, it's it's our entire history. I mean, look yeah. at look at the fucking you know the uh, Spanish American War, Panama, um, Nicaragua, Honduras, Haiti, uh, just coup Cuba, after Venezuela, coup after attempted coup. coup. Yeah, you know, killed five million in. North Korea killed another six million in Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia. There's there's nothing democratic about American foreign policy. We're a monster, this country. Yeah. We're the fucking villains of the world. Like people, again, this is just, and and I even struggle with this because we were just so programmed from birth to think that we're the in the right and that we're doing the right thing. We are the fucking menace to the rest of the world, and we are the fucking villains. When history is written about the the world and about you know the United States we will be written as the villains unless we are the ones writing the history like people will look back at us as this fucking menace to the world the same way we look back at the fucking Nazis today they just did a lot more heinous shit in a smaller time period uh but 
you know, in the in the long arc of history, we're going to be looked at as the villains that we are. And people, the more people realize that, I think the more we can actually yeah. make meaningful steps to remedy that. But and, and until people can realize that, we're never going to fix it. Real quick, if you don't know who Booz Allen Hamilton are, they are basically a uh, consulting, PR, and intelligence firm. So you might think that those are weird things to combine under one one roof, right? But <laughs> the world we live in today... PR, consulting, and espionage, or not espionage, but, you know, surveillance, intelligence for the state uh, is, you know, one big bundled corporate program. And that's yeah. what they do. And they don't just do it for and that's the just U.S. CAA. government. <laughs> they don't just do it for the U.S. government. They do it for Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates and a bunch of, like, other countries. And Israel, yeah. the fucking Mossad and Israel, like, right. work with, work right. with fucking so all, CAA to <laughs> suss out all exactly. these Me Too victims. Um, go to the go to the Wikipedia page because there's like a sh- like g- just go to look like the list of all their partners, right? All of like the the people that represent them. It's like you remember when uh, Chuck Woolery from the Gong Show claimed to be uh, an assassin for the CIA, and everyone thought <laughs> yeah. he was crazy. Uh, go look at all the people that that work for Booz Allen Hamilton or are partners or associates, uh, and it's like a shitload of people in academia. Uh, and celebrities, and it's just, it's like, you know, like, why, why is, you know, why do all these uh, wealthy celebrities do these Marvel movies that are basically commercials for the military? It, it's like, this is why, because we've merged, we've merged entertainment and PR and state propaganda, right? Yep. So yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's it, and the thing is, like, watch it's the boys. All this information, it's exactly. We're gonna review the boys uh, seasons one and two here coming up in a, a few weeks, um, which should be fun. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's like the thing is, like, none of this is even hidden information. It's all on the internet. It's all public, and it's not even yeah. like, oh, he, he, look at what we discovered. Like, no, it's just it's boringly listed on Wikipedia all the people that are involved uh, in. in subverting democracy yep the banality of evil um yeah so you know i i just want to leave you with uh a poll from cnn of the of the debate viewers um debate watchers did the debate make you most likely to vote for biden or i'm sorry did 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 the debate make you more likely to vote so did this move the needle did it make you more likely to vote for biden 32 percent trump 11 percent Neither fifty seven percent. So a, I think that says all all we need to say about the debate and what a fucking atrocity oh yeah. it was. Um, but CBS had a poll I saw, and it was like, what what was your emotional reaction to the debate? And it was like uh, inspired, informed, uh, or annoyed. And mm-hmm. it was like seventy percent annoyed. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And there, I'm sure and, there was, and, like, and there was like another 13 percent like pessimistic, and then under that was like inspired or informed. Right, right. Well, like I mean, I was informed tall. because finally Joe Biden admitted that he doesn't support any of the things that uh, Bernie Sanders supposedly was moving him left on. Mm-hmm. What a fucking! My my mother always Crocker says that she's that like, was. well, Bernie worked with Biden to shape his policy. Uh, yeah, Bernie pitched some ideas, and Biden's team said. Fuck you, Bernie. The same way they said fuck you to the entire party platform. Uh, you know, all those, all those, uh, what do they call them? Uh, like working groups or whatever the fuck they were. Yeah, yeah. It was total bullshit. You know, it was always a show to make the, to trick the, the stupider elements of the, the Bernie left into thinking that they actually were listening to us and listening to, 
uh, our suggestions and we're going to actually, you know, move their policies to be more in line with Bernie's. It was all for show. It was all bullshit from the start. Again, and and they know they know if they adopted those policies, they would win. The only reason you don't adopt those policies that 80 percent of your party supports is because you don't want to win. You are just fundraising to lose over and over you don't want to win and you don't want to have to install those policies because the people that actually put you in the positions you're in the people that give you a job literally are fundamentally opposed to those things as a business model the fucking insurance industry will never allow somebody to become president who supports medicare for all genuinely and will genuinely try to institute it you're not gonna gonna you're not gonna take on wall street when one of your biggest donors is bain capital yep right Fuck. All right. Well, I, I think that about wraps us up for this week. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week with another show. Uh, you know, definitely check out uh, our SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com slash move left. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. That helps us move up in the rankings um, and helps more people listen to us. Check us uh, out over on Facebook, facebook.com slash move left uh, idiots. We have a Patreon at patreon.com slash move left. We have merch available at tinyurl.com slash move left pod, um, including a Trump uh, Antifa shirt, Antifa shirt Antifa. with his for this excellent pronunciation of, of uh, Antifa. Uh, uh, we are on uh, I'm on Twitter at move underscore left. Oh, that's my cue. Sorry. Yep, um, <laughs> and I am also on Twitter at bike slutty. Yep. And the show's podcast uh, Twitter is at move left pod. Uh, and go follow us over there, and we will see you next week.
want some time. What better place than here? What better time than now?